Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour with Dr. Mystery and Donna Lee. Welcome to the Armor Men's Health Hour. Welcome back. Um, we have a very special guest as Dr. Mystery stepped away. I don't know if you all know, but Dr. Mystery has six children and one grandchild. So sometimes he just has to leave and go take care of stuff. And um, super busy, but we brought in one of our favorite guests who we haven't seen in a really long time, Dr. Veg Devi. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. I'm glad to be here. So tell me um, all about you and what you've been doing for two years. We haven't seen you in like two years. I we, know. We had right? you on the yeah. show. You're our sex therapist uh-huh. on site now. Yes. We have Dr. Oliver Davidson joining us soon Correct. from your practice. Mm-hmm. But going back to the beginning, tell us who you are, your website, uh, what you all do, and how you're associated with us because it's a beautiful relationship we've had for like 15 years. I know, I know. <laughs> so my name is Vagdevi Munir. I'm a licensed psychologist in Austin, Texas. And in 2014, I started a center here in Austin called the Center for Relationships. And really, our relationship with uh, NAU specialists goes way, way back, Mm -hmm. way before that. When I started my private practice, I used to supervise doctoral students from the University of Texas. Mm -hmm. And one of them uh, wanted to work in behavioral health, particularly with sexual concerns. Mm -hmm. And she happened to have met Dr. Mystery at a uh, sex therapy conference or a sexuality oh. conference mm-hmm. and she said would you supervise me if I go and do you know a few hours a week over there and I said oh my gosh that's a great idea mm-hmm. and so she started to do that and then Dr. Mystery said we love this right can you please <laughs> keep this up can you keep bringing other therapists for us to have on site because as you and I know a lot of sexual concerns have a huge psychological component. Mm-hmm. Whether or not there's a medical part to it, which many sexual concerns might have, right. you still need to have some uh, psychological care in a way, somebody that you can talk to mm-hmm. that helps you manage what else is going on around the medical condition. Right. And it's, it's sex therapy is kind of misleading. It's, I think people think it's like you're coming in with some sex toys and you're going to show them how to have better sex. It's not that. So no, not in Texas, especially. Right. I mean, you can find that, but that's not what we have that's not what we at do. our clinic. But yes. yeah, tell um, patients what they should expect when they are coming to see you or one of your, mm-hmm. your doctoral students. So yeah, so Dr. Ol- Oliver Davidson is one of our doctoral students, and he's going to be here on site. We've had other people, but this is the person that's going to be here starting, I guess, this week. He's starting this week in our clinic. Yes. Yeah, we're so excited. I know. And you don't have to be a patient of ours at Urology Specialist to see Dr. Davidson. That's true. So if you have questions, of course, at the end of the podcast and radio segment, we're going to give you the contact absolutely, information. Absolutely. So um, we have a therapist on site because when the doctors here see a patient mm-hmm. for a medical condition that may be affecting their sexual performance, sexual function, that they have the ability to refer that patient to Dr. Davidson or our therapist on site. And what happens when they do that is that the patient gets to meet with our therapist and just talk about what are some of the psychological components. Mm -hmm. So just to give you an example, if you have erectile dysfunction, 
erectile dysfunction isn't just a medical condition. It causes a lot of distress. Mm -hmm. It causes a lot of confusion. People sometimes are like, why did I get this? And where does this come from? And what do I do while I'm waiting for the medical treatment to take hold? Mm -hmm. And maybe the medical treatment isn't 100% uh, restoring my sexual function, my erections, then what do I do? How do I talk to my spouse about this? Um, like we might have a young man who, you know, wants to date and he doesn't even know how he's going to let his dating partners know. Right. Hey, I have this situation. I have this condition. It's not my fault. It's not a lack of attraction to you. It's just that my body doesn't function. Right. The way that I want it to. Right. And right. so uh, you get to meet with the therapist. The therapist will do a little assessment to see what are some of the psychological aspects to mm -hmm. your condition. Um, we do a lot of education around sexual issues. Mm -hmm. I think the numbers that I've seen and this is don't quote me on it, but something like 70 to 75 percent. Wow. of sexual conditions have a psychological component. Oh, I bet. Mm -hmm. That sounds appropriate yeah. to me. Exactly. Right. So, um, And you're talking about not uh, with erectile dysfunction, delayed ejaculation or premature ejaculation or any type of... Just arousal difficulties. Right. You know, difficulty uh, getting and maintaining an erection, mm -hmm. right? Gotcha. As well as, like you said, you know, delayed, uh, you know, early ejaculation. Right. We don't call it premature anymore because oh. premature makes it sound like there's some gold standard right. and that if you don't, you know, maintain your erection and don't have your orgasm uh, seven minutes in or 10 minutes in, then something you're, you're having a premature. But really, it's a subjective experience. Right. And well, for some people, it's just earlier than they want it to be. Yeah. Right. They were hoping they could last longer. And, you know, whether you last a short time or a long time has a lot to do with not just your body, mm -hmm. but how you're feeling about yourself, about your own body, how right. you're feeling about this person that you're having sex with, mm -hmm. right? And so what's to the me, it's how many dishes are in the sink. <laughs> but that's, that's just me. <laughs> how many chores need to be done? That's, that's how fast right. I need right. this to happen. <laughs> Hurry up. Well, so, you know, your partner yeah, may he be... deal with the dishes. <laughs> we both know this. <laughs> but uh, what I'm saying is if you're a man and mm -hmm. you're ejaculating early, it could be because your partner is actually stimulating you quickly right. or too much in order to make you come quickly so that you can, she can go get the dishes done. It's our household. That could happen. That's exactly right. right. That's what's happening in yes. our household. Uh, so a patient, I know that we treat, of course, every type of erectile dysfunction and then we offer medications and supplements and we have all these amazing things, but... I want patients to ha drop that stigma of sex therapy. Like exactly. it's so hard. We have patients that we talk to and it's so hard though to get them to make that next step and see the right. therapist. So right. how do we help patients understand that it shouldn't be a difficult decision? It should be like seeing another provider. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think in our society, we've separated the body from the mind mm -hmm. for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And so anything connected to the mind People feel some stigma, some hesitation, embarrassment, right? Right, And they also have the mistaken belief, if it's connected to the mind, then I should be able to use my willpower mm. to make something happen. Yeah. And the fact is that your body and mind are very intimately connected. So mm -hmm. if you're feeling something like anxious, fearful, nervous, angry, 
um, depressed, then it's going to affect how your body functions. Yeah. Something that might have been really easy for you to do when you were 15, 16, and maybe <laughs> even happened without you wanting to, right. is going <laughs> to suddenly become much more difficult to do. And right. you cannot really take a pill um, or you know have a medical treatment that changes that, mm-hmm. right? In rare cases, you can go on some medication, maybe if you're depressed and the antidepressant, both helps you not be depressed, but a lot of antidepressants also suppress Mm -hmm. libido and sexual function. Gotcha. Oh, my goodness. Cut that out. Keep going. Okay. So, you know, a lot of antidepressants can affect your sexual function and your libido. And so if that's happening, then psychotherapy is the perfect adjunct sex therapy is the perfect adjunct Mm -hmm. to really help you learn about where this might be coming from your anxiety your nervousness your depression Mm -hmm. and also what are some behavioral things you can do what are some changes you can make Uh, dr davidson actually is uh, one of our um, absolute specialists in self-compassion And one of the things he worked with Dr. Kristen Neff, I don't know if you know Mm -hmm. her name, but she's a local expert Mm -hmm. in compassion and self-compassion in particular. She wrote the book on it. That's a great point. (laughs) And, you know, one of the biggest problems with any sexual dysfunction is how we feel about it and what we tell ourselves about it. Mm -hmm. And so you were talking about the stigma. So part of the stigma that people feel is I shouldn't have to go to sex therapy. I should be able to just tell myself to do better right I should be able to just will myself to do better and actually the it's sort of like if you're if you have a driving instructor in your head Mm -hmm. that's really uh, yelling at you and talking harshly to you are you going to be a good driver Mm. probably not good point yeah so you're probably being hard on yourself Mm -hmm. and so the harder you get on yourself those darn genitals don't work yeah the way they're supposed to right and so it's actually kind of a um What's the word? You know, it's a kind of contradiction. It's a quid pro quo. One thing, if if you're hard on yourself, the body actually resists you, mm-hmm. right? And so the easier you are on yourself. Now, you can't also just say, oh, I'm just going to relax and I'm just going to say to my penis, please work. Mm-hmm. And it <laughs> won't work well, guess what? that way either. <laughs> it's probably not going to. Yes, it's not going to. I wanted to continue the discussion we were talking about with um, sex therapy, sexual health and wellness. And then we talked maybe about discussing orgasmic difficulty, delay. What were yeah, we, yeah. What orgasmic difficulties or dysfunction. Right. Because yeah. everything's connected. Everything's connected. The That's mind right. is connected directly to the penis, <laughs> as we know. There's no elbows or in That's between. Right. It's That's just right. mind. Sometimes the penis seems to have a mind of its own. It does. <laughs> in every case that I've ever known. <laughs> right. but yeah, but let's talk about that. Orgasmic delight. And you said there's three categories that the patients. Three have. stages. St- so, three stages. you know, the research on sex began with Masters and Johnson. And one of the things they did was they went in and actually videotaped people having sex, both mm. internally and externally, and just watched what happened in the body. And they identified these three stages, desire, arousal, and orgasm. Okay. Right? And Mm -hmm. everybody has sex with the hope of having an orgasm. But really, sex is much more fun along the way. Um, If you looked at a chart of how sex progresses, orgasm is a little tiny blip at the very top. It's a little blip. And then you're done, right? (laughs) And then it's over. And you get back to your chores. And then you get back to your chores. Yes, as Donna said in the previous segment yeah 
So actually, the biggest part of sex is desire and arousal. Mm. Desire starts hours, days, weeks, even months before you have sex. And desire starts in the mind. Mm -hmm. It starts with an interest in sex. It starts with a curiosity. It might start with an attraction to somebody. Mm -hmm. You start having images. The images you have in your mind are really potent Mm -hmm. in making the blood flow go down to your genitals. That's how you achieve an an erection, Mm -hmm. is that you imagine you... Um, it's almost like your mind salivating hmm. and waiting for this awesome experience you're about to have. And so right. then the erection happens. And sometimes what we do just before we get into sex is we be, do foreplay. And foreplay gets your erection nice and strong. And when your arousal threshold hmm. is met, you are now ready to have intercourse. But your arousal threshold then has to, you know, be crossed and you have to reach your orgasmic threshold Mm -hmm. in order to have an orgasm. Okay. So my idea of foreplay is hurry up. I've got three minutes. (laughs) Does that count? (laughs) Well, that's actually arousal. So foreplay happens way before that. So foreplay might be that he comes up behind you and gives you a little peck on the neck and says, how about it, Donna? Uh, How about no, tonight? I think if he came up behind me, he better start doing the dishes. <laughs> and that's, for me, arousal. Um, I don't want to deviate no, too exactly. much. No, exactly. You know, yeah, next time, we, we should absolutely stress. talk about sex and women because right. I think men need to know this. Agreed. There's a book called Porn for Women. And you know what it is? Every single page shows a picture of a good-looking man doing household chores. Oh, that's perfect. Exactly. That's all we so, want, guys. Exactly. So the desire for women really begins with emotional connection uh, support mm-hmm. having the uh, partner male partner doing things around the house doing things with them mm-hmm. right that's what creates the desire arousal begins when you've decided we want to have intercourse tonight and you begin the foreplay mm. that's when your sensory um, sort of nerve endings begin to awaken mm-hmm. and you have all your erogenous zones your lips your neck your for some people their armpits um, oh. you know wherever in your body, you could have erogenous zones everywhere. Right. And um, your genitals are your biggest erogenous zones. And then so at some point, after kissing, necking, petting, whatever, you might go to stimulating the genitals. And then for women, they get lubricated. For men, they get erect. And that's when you know you're ready for intercourse. If you try to have intercourse without that, mm-hmm. without meeting that arousal uh, threshold, either it's going to be painful, especially mm. for women, Sometimes for men, especially if they have what you were saying earlier, the condition of the curved penis, right? Right. We talked about Peyronie's off air, but that's curved penis, another erectile dysfunction Exactly. Issue. Exactly. So but, yeah, it's stressful for sure. It's very stressful mm-hmm. and it's particularly painful if your erection is not good and strong. Right. And so you have to meet that arousal threshold. And then you have to continue with sensory and, and physical stimulation. You don't stop when you get the arousal threshold. You continue, and sometimes you might continue with more foreplay, and that might be also where you begin the intercourse. And remember, intercourse for a lot of people is friction plus fantasy. Mm. And so you might close your eyes, and you might just be riding the wave as you're penetrating your partner. And at some point, that stimulation level, the total stimulation level, rises to the point where you meet your orgasmic threshold. Oh. And orgasm is really a muscle contraction. 
mm-hmm. and it's a repeated automatic muscle contraction that produces a sense of euphoria it produces oxytocin in your brain mm-hmm. the oxytocin makes you feel close to your partner makes you feel loving towards yourself towards your partner and you have this beautiful muscle contraction on the inside and the outside and then you're like ah nap time um, <laughs> so I don't want to deviate too much, but I was just thinking about this for younger men. Mm-hmm. Uh, when is porn too much porn? Like uh, we've talked, I know this is a long time ago, but we, we've talked about like young men watching so much porn I and then they know. have this elevated you know, sense right. of what their partner should be or look like. Or Oh, yes. I'm sure you get a lot of that. In yes, sex we therapy. do. We do. There's actually a lot of research looking at porn and what it does to men's sexual function. Mm-hmm. The first thing is, when you watch a lot of porn, you are really reinforcing and training your brain more than your body to be stimulated and aroused by visual stimuli. Mm. So then if your partner doesn't meet the visual stimulation or the visual um, appearance Mm -hmm. of the porn star, you're going to have a hard time achieving your arousal threshold, Mm. right? And so you might then have more and more difficulty having sex with somebody that doesn't have the enhanced boobs and the, you know, the hourglass figure. And, you know, a lot of porn stars spend a lot of money making their bodies look a particular way. Mm -hmm. And so then your brain begins to think that is the way that all women should look. And the fact is most women aren't going to meet that look for you. And so you're going to have difficulty arousing. The second thing is that the research shows that Porn creates what's called a super stimulus. A super stimulus is basically the research they did looked at birds. They created this fake bird that had all of the colors and all of the features of the most attractive birds out there of that species. Mm -hmm. And then they found that the male birds did not like the uh, available real birds because they all wanted the super stimulus. You're serious? I'm what serious. What an interesting study. Yes. You men, man, you all <laughs> suck. Even at birds. Even the male birds. Well, no, I think it's really sad because right? all the male birds were constantly trying to peck and, and have sex with this fake female bird. fake bird. Oh. And she, you know, even though she couldn't do anything for them, they kept going after her. And all the other oh real gosh. female birds were standing around the side kind of going, look at that guy, you know. Oh, how funny. How <laughs> He's got the real thing over here and he's over there looking at looking at this uh, fake bird and so unfortunately porn can really train your brain Mm -hmm. to only respond to the super stimulus and you're going to have a lot of difficulty with arousal you may have difficulty with desire as well Mm -hmm. because your desire centers in the brain are all now trained to look for that visual stimulus that looks a particular way Mm -hmm. and then you're going to have difficulty with orgasm Right. Little bit of porn, not a problem. Porn that you and your partner watch together. And I don't like uh, encouraging people to watch porn. What I say is watch erotica. Uh, Erotica is different. Erotic movies, erotic films are very different. There's actually a huge uh, movement on the Internet. There's a website called Make Love, Not Porn. And it's actually a beautiful website where you can go watch um, other people having sex and use that as stimulation for you and your partner but oh. it doesn't have the same super stimulus quality gotcha. to it to me I, know, I must have been warped in my younger age for whatever i saw but porn just sounds dirty and painful to me so what was the website make love make love not, not porn. porn 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, if people are interested in wanting to see one of your colleagues or you, let's go over your website again and your phone number and how to reach out to you. Absolutely. Guys. So we're the Center for Relationships and our website is HTTPS bang bang www.findmycenter.org and our phone number is 512-465-2926. And you can Google um, the relation, the Center for Relationships or this, what was the, the website again? Findmycenter.org. Findmycenter.org. You can reach out to us, too, for Dr. Veg Debbie. If you have very specific questions that you would like answered anonymously, reach out to us by emailing us at armormenshealth at gmail.com. Our website is armormenshealth.com. Our phone number is 512-238-0762. And thank you again so much, Dr. Veg Debbie, for oh, joining thank us. thank you, Donna, for inviting me. Of course. Y'all have a good day. Bye.